My virtual tip of the hat to welcome listeners to episode six of the Edgar Golfers podcast is perhaps the nearest some people will have to a greeting for those affected by the outbreak of COVID-19. Our thoughts are for those who are currently under its effects and for the families of those who have died and for those in quarantine. Our member country Italy is being particularly affected and hope that all our Italian players are keeping clear. Coronavirus has affected the opening tournament of the Edgar season and we've had to postpone the upcoming event in Tbilisi due to some players not being able to make the trip uh, because of travel restrictions in their home countries. The MENA Tour have also postponed their last six events until the end of the year, but more of this in a later edition. We'll also give you a quick update on the President's Cup at Formby Hall and give you an insight into last week's IGF and Edgar consensus meeting which took place in London. We've had lots of feedback from our listeners and one action is to reduce the number of stories in each episode and do a little bit more depth on each. We've taken the advice on board and so here is episode six of the Edgar Golfers podcast. Over the last 20 years, Edgar has worked diligently to provide a set of eligibility standards to create as level playing field as possible for players of all disabilities so that they compete together. The standard was originally known as the definitions of impairment and medical experts, physiotherapists, healthcare professionals and others came together and looked how an individual impairment would affect a person's ability to play the game. The IPC classification guidelines gave them a starting point, and of course, some impairments have a clear and obvious effect. Spinal lesions is a good example, and it will likely affect the range of motion in the physical domain. Likewise, loss of sight is clearly a disabling impairment and affects hand and eye coordination in the sensory domain, and low intellectual and adaptive functioning can also affect the decision-making process and ability to deal with an ever-changing environment in the intellectual domain. Of course, there are way more impairments than those I've just mentioned and where eligibility is not quite so obvious. The eligibility assessors have worked diligently to come up with definitions that are relevant to golf. And with the rapid growth of the countries that Edgar reaches, today that's more than 40, 31 of which are member federations, the knowledge pool has never been bigger. More medics, more physios, more research centres, more biomechanics, more golf technicians, and more players allow us to access some incredibly talented people with some vital knowledge. The first step is to build a consensus around the accepted practice, and so all Edgar member countries, together with the RNA and the USGA, were invited to take part in the IGF and Edgar consensus meeting, which took place in London last week. The 14 specific topics... On the agenda included variable conditions, short stature, grip issues, multiple conditions, intellectual conditions, seated players, and a whole host of other roundtable discussions. The delegates debated and together with external bodies who are specialised in specific impairment groups worked towards reaching a consensus. Many of these findings will lead on to specific research in the coming months and years. Also, we had the opportunity to see how the training of eligibility assessors is progressing. As the game grows around the world, the need for appropriately trained assessors also grows. It's not acceptable for a player to have to travel hundreds or even thousands of kilometres to be assessed. And so a new online system for the initial stages of eligibility assessor 
is being built with the help of the Edgar Eligibility Team and the Shirley Ryan Ability Lab in Chicago. Not only will there be an online assessment, but then there will be a, a in-practice assessment as well. But let's hear from a few of the delegates who made the visit across to London. First, we hear from Dr. Prakash Jayabalan from Shirley Ryan Ability Lab. Oh, it was a fantastic couple of days. Um, as a representative of Shirley Ryan Ability Lab, it was such an uh, honor to be here uh, for the EDCA consensus meeting on um, uh, eligibility assessments and classification um, as part of the uh, task force essentially developing the, some of the classification metrics. I think um, what I loved was that it was a, a multidisciplinary but also an international group of individuals very passionate about uh, improve, improving, um, in, uh, making golf more inclusive, having um, some uh, metrics in place for disabled golfers, but also making sure that it's evidence-based and also going forward that we have some sort of vision as to how to get more people uh, actually involved in the sport of golf, uh, particularly those in the, in the disability realm. You're very active in research. I'm sure there's plenty of opportunities for research that's come out of this meeting. Oh, absolutely. I think what was also fantastic was there were other uh, particular people who were interested in research and medical people who asked. And I think there's a lot of scope for doing uh, multi-center or multi-national uh, type studies where we can look at some of these uh, metrics that we're developing for uh, golfers with disabilities. Um, and, I, and as I said, even um, just looking at some of the opportunities to improve the performance of our golfers with disability as well as assessing some of their impairments and making sure we have some sort of uh, um, validation of our metrics is also, was also really exciting to me. Well, we're really looking forward to progressing the relationship and certainly we're looking forward to working with Shirley Ryan. So thank you very much for being here. Thank you for the opportunity and we're excited about continuing uh, the relationship with Edgar going forward. Let's hear from Professor Hans Rensden from the University of Leiden. I see the steps that are taken, the progress that is, that is um, made and, and the interactions with the different... Um, federations, but also with other parties, and I was very eager to see today the, the presentation from Virtus, because I know it has been a discussion for quite some time to get the intellectual impairments involved, and, and I can see now also how difficult it will be um, and, and the steps that has to be taken in the near future to get more inclusive inclusiveness in, in this intellectual part. Very happy with the relationship with the, um, with the Ability Lab um, in, in Chicago uh, because I know what they do. I've been there in the past many times and I know quite a few of researchers from that lab and I know they're magnificent uh, people and they have good ideas. They're not talking about thinking out of the box and, and they really do. So still I very glad I had the opportunity to see what is going on and to, to be part of the progress that is, has been made over the past few years. So you, you were very much involved in the original definitions of impairment. Oh yes. And yes. how are you comfortable with the way that things are moving forward over the last couple of years? Um, yes, I, I, uh, I'm sure that, that uh, next steps based on research, uh, knowledge, 
about what the impairments do on, on, on golf will help us to improve the definitions uh, from today into a next edition, the, maybe the 3.0. We, we need, and, and, and then again, um, it's, it's, an, uh, it's a growing awareness, it's in evolution, uh, and that's the way it should be. Dr. Tariq Sharif from Lebanon had an interesting comment. Well, to be honest, I, I'm, I was very surprised by the professionalism within Edgar and by all the scrupulous details this uh, workshop went into in order to find the best solution for athletes with disabilities and also how to incorporate them in the world of golf. Um, the, the meeting was excellent, the, uh, the panelists were, uh, were top-notch international professionals and I'm really looking forward to uh, for the next steps. And I and tell me a little bit about how it is in Lebanon and how your development is for the sport for people with disability there. Well, uh, Lebanon is, is a very tough country to deal with because we have almost no budgets for sport but thanks to Edgar and the IGF for getting good support to move on. We've started with a uh, golf in schools program four years ago and as of the second year we've incorporated a golf in schools program for children with disabilities that has proven to be quite successful. Uh, I think you've saw the video of it already and we're looking to grow. This is one of the reasons I'm here today to see how we can implement more uh, sport protocols for athletes with disabilities, specifically in golf in Lebanon. And finally, let's hear from Professor Peter Allen from the Anglia Ruskin University. So, Peter, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here over the last couple of days. And uh, thank you very much for your contribution that you made yesterday. Tell me, what were your expectations when you came along? To be honest, I wasn't too sure what to expect. Um, but when I got here, it was very obvious we had a group of individuals who all had EDCA firmly in the front of their mind. And they wanted to increase and expand um, disability golf. And so we all got together and the whole two days has been about discussing how to do that in the best and the fairest way. Tell me, is there anything that perhaps surprised you over the last couple of days? Um, with the enthusiasm of everything, really, it was, it was, well, not surprised, but it was a great thing to see. Uh, and that the, the willingness to go towards an evidence-based approach, which is obviously, from a scientific point of view, is the direction I would like to go and was encouraged that this could well be the case. Towards evidence-based classification in particular, it's a fairly in its very early stages. Um, there's some sports are trialling it, but most sports are either just beginning to research it or are just thinking about doing the research. So, yeah, golf's in a good place. Every fortnight, Edgar publishes a ping profile, and every week we get questions and comments, so please feel free to keep those coming in. The profile pieces have been very well received, with magazines and newspapers, together with digital press, taking the stories. This week we have the incredible story of Deborah Smith, originally from Rockford, Illinois. We'd scheduled this interview for the last edition, but due to a diagnosis of a tumour, we decided to hold on publication. Deborah was insistent that the story go out, and this week as a testimony to her tenacity and her desire to raise awareness of this insidious, sneaky cancer that many people are unaware of. Here is a short excerpt from the recent interview. Prior to my amputation, um, when I was sharing with people that I was making this decision, um, 
I was not sure how people would take it. Uh, one surgeon flat out told me he thought I was crazy. And yeah. that, that prepared me for the reaction mothers might have. Um, when I told my daughter that I thought I was going to have an amputation, she said, Mom, I think you'll be able to do so much more with your grandchildren than you can now. Okay. And that, <clears throat> that was a real inspiration to me. We recently opened the 2020 Southport Golf Classic for the Edgar President's Cup at Formby Hall. In the announcement, we mentioned that there would be a match against the Southport and District Golf Association and that there would be a draw for players. Well, we got it wrong. So we put our hands up. We have opened up the categories and so we'll now have players from the 0 to 10, 11 to 20 and 21 to 30 handicap categories able to enter the draw for places in the team. So... All that remains for me to say is, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Golfer's First Edgar podcast. If you did, I'd be delighted to hear from you. If you'd like to know more about Edgar or keep up with what we're doing, then you can find us on social media, where we are on Facebook at European Disabled Golf Association. On Instagram, we are Edgar underscore golf. And on Twitter, we can be found at Edgar Golf. If you're feeling generous, then please feel free to give us a five-star review on your favourite podcast provider. And if you're not feeling quite so generous, then please let us have your comments on how we can improve the podcast by sending a note to podcasts at edgargolf.com. <laughs> <laughs>